Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Filmcast, a podcast about movies. I'm David Chen, and multiverses are in fashion this year, so how about this? A universe where David Chen is the winner of the summer movie wager again. Joining me today is Devendra Hardwar. <laughs> you know, before this episode began, Jermaine Lucier already was throwing uh, shade my way, so I'm just making knife motions across my neck now. I'm coming for you, Jermaine. <laughs> Jeff Kanata. I'm Jeff Kanata, and I'd like to think I'm one of the top 10 candidates to win this year, but I... Kind of suspect I'm a dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us today for this episode of the Summer Movie Wager, the 2022 Summer Movie Wager, it's Peter Serretta, the editorial director of SlashFilm.com and the creator and co-host of Ordinary Adventures. Woo! Well, today we're going to decide the age-old, the answer to the age-old <laughs> question, who wins in a fight, Thor, Doctor Strange, a dinosaur, or the fictional astronaut who inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy? <laughs> nice. That old adage. Excellent. Joining us also, he's a senior reporter at IO9 slash Gizmodo. Or I, it's just called IO9 Gizmodo. Sorry, I wrote it down as IO9 slash Gizmodo. Either way, it's Jermaine Lucier. <laughs> the three year reigning champion returns. And even if two of those years didn't happen, it still counts. I hope you're all excited to rewatch Slackers again. <laughs> you made this happen, right, Jermaine? Like you wanted to hold on to that title for an extra two years. So I got you just, the belt right you halted here. Halted everything. It feels yeah. good. Mm-hmm. It's not going anywhere. It's incredible uh, that you've held the title for so long. It's uh, <laughs> it's very impressive. It's unprecedented. Mm-hmm. Unprecedented. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. You can find more episodes of this podcast at thefilmcast.com. Email us at slashfilmcast at gmail.com. Typically on this podcast, we review a movie, we talk about what we've been watching. But today's a special day because today, instead of doing any of that, we are playing the summer movie wager uh, whose rules I will explain shortly. But it's where we try to guess what the top 10 movies of the summer will be by domestic box office. Before we get to that, though, a few thoughts, announcements uh, before we get to any of our wagering. Uh, First of all, I do want to call out if you want to support this podcast, very easy to do that by going to patreon.com slash film podcast. You can sign up for ad-free episodes or exclusive After Darks. This week on the After Dark, we will be discussing what we've been watching, the stuff that usually go in the main episode, and also reviewing Severance Season 1. Full spoiler review. That show's on Apple TV+. Plus. It's incredible. I'm looking forward to talking about it with you guys, and it's going to make for a great After Dark. So, uh, again, sign up for those episodes at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. Okay. Uh, I want to talk a little bit also about the fact that there haven't been summer movie wages for the last two years. Why, yeah. <laughs> Why ever would that be? This Were is... there any global events that might have prevented us from having a summer movie wager? Huh. It's it's uh, entirely possible that we have multi-year listeners to this show who have no, <laughs> no idea yeah, what the hell no this idea is. What this is. Yes. Yeah. So for uh, so uh, credit where credit's due, right? I think. Uh, was this phenomenon started in on SlashFilm.com or Totally Rad Show like over a decade ago, right? Totally Rad Show. Totally yeah. Rad Show. Yeah. So on the Totally Rad Show, which is a, uh, for those who don't know what that is, a video podcast <laughs> that Jeff used to host. Wow. We're just uh, like aging <laughs> everybody. That's for the old, Jeez. old ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for you Gen Zers out we could there. Have, we could have yeah. people listening to this who weren't born when that show yeah. was on. No, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> the TikTok generation has no clue about the yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Anyway, so it's a game where we ch- try to choose the top 10 movies at the summer mo- box office by uh, Domestic Roses. And uh, the last couple of years, I'll just say it hasn't felt 
great to have a summer movie <laughs> wager, which is kind of a celebration of movies. And I'm going to put this out there. doesn't exactly feel super great this year as well. But I, I agree. Here, Why ever? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, because I, I don't feel like the pandemic is quote unquote over yet. Um, and so I, let me, I want to start by saying like one of the things that we, like we, we have been very kind of, um, I'll just say we think a lot about is we would never want like our actions on the podcast to like encourage people to take risks they would not otherwise want to take. Mm-hmm. Um, so just you know, as we're discussing movie box office, just know the game is completely pointless. The, the points are made up <laughs> and you should take care of yourself and only see movies at the theater if you feel safe doing so. But it does um, feel good to win. <laughs> but it does so where did good. the ten thousand dollars i where did that go I, 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 somebody asked me for something, yeah. something yeah. indeed indeed so so anyway yeah um but i just wanted to call it yeah we haven't had it the last couple of years for a variety of reasons uh i think in 2020 there ba- basically was no summer movie season and in 2021 it still didn't feel great to be like hey here are the movies opening let's talk about it this year it feels like people are going to be going back to movies no matter what Dave, so, I, I tried last year. I tried to talk you into it last year because I was like, it's so ridiculous. None of these movies, like, it would be so impossible to guess. Like, it was the most unpredictable year. <laughs> but but your point that, like, we shouldn't be encouraging people, yeah. you know, box office of any kind, very, very valid. Last but, year at least, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I, we'll, I will we'll, say it's not like I, – I will say I don't know that this year is that predictable. I listen, so. I don't know if you guys have heard, but a judge in Florida said uh, we don't have to wear masks anymore on any planes or public transportation. Delta says it's now a seasonal virus, so yeah. we're fine, guys. It's basically over pretty much. It's we're being sarcastic, wait, by the way. Wait, wait before, oh, yeah. before, before you go on, since like you know, I did the work, Dave. I did the work. Can I just read to you my last year's uh, summer movie oh, wager? Did you wow. make a oh, list wow. for last list year? Anyway. No, no. I, I was I, looking I, for the actual <laughs> list. I can't find Amazing. it, really. 2020. Here's here's a few movies that would have been on my 2020 mo- summer movie wager. And this is mm. not a joke. This is like real. Morbius. <laughs> Top, Top Gun Maverick. Was Morbius your number one? Or are you just saying movies? No, I'm, I'm just saying movies that would have <laughs> okay. been out in summer of 2020. And Bob's Burgers. Wow. Movie. Wow. And 2021... Movies that could have been on my 2021 list, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, John Wick Chapter 4, The Batman, Indiana Jones 5, Mission Impossible 7, Jurassic World Dominion, and Fast and the Furious 10 Part 1. Jeez. We, have, we have lost so much. It's <laughs> kind of my big take. As, as a games. society. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as a society. Uh, but yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. I appreciate the blast from the past. I, I will say, in making this year's top 10 movies, this is a rough list, oh, guys. It's there were basically 10, 10 movies. <laughs> There's like 10 movies. Yeah. We're no, all probably going to have be, the same 10 movies. It's going like, to be so interesting. I think, yeah. I think, I think there's 14 uh, numbers. Movies. Five through 10 are going to decide the winner. Yes. Agree agree completely, Jeff. And and yeah, so what we're indicating is that like usually, right, what would happen in a a typical summer is every week, two to three major blockbusters opening for every single week from like May through July, basically. That's a usual summer movie. A usual summer circa 2019. Yes, pre-COVID, right? (laughs) That's what it would be like. This year, you you are lucky to get one blockbuster one week, basically, right? Every so, every release date feels like the the meme, the guy sweating and pressing the red button. Every every studio is just like, ah, uh, this weekend, maybe we're good, maybe we're good, and everybody took turns. So yeah, yeah. so this, this is like I was making this list. I'm like, do we even have ten movies to put on the list this year? We do. There are in fact more than ten movies coming out this summer. So like, but I, I agree, Jeff. Complete, really good call. Like, 
Uh, I think we'll probably all have similar one through fives, and then six yes. through tens will be like wildly divergent, is my guess, right? So, yeah, maybe, but I think so. Yeah. So, so let's get to the rules for those who are uh, uninitiated. Um, so, as I mentioned, this is the uh, the game where we try to guess the top ten movies by domestic box office gross of the summer. Now, uh, the the time frame we have chosen is we are saying the multiverse of madness, Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness. Uh, that is going to kick off the beginning of summer. It's a little bit different every single year, uh, but it's whatever for... Marvel slash Disney decides it is. <laughs> well, D- or, or Dave, Universal, <laughs> Fast Fast Five, you know, Fast yeah. Furious movie as well. Yeah. But Dave, are you saying that our definition of summer is as arbitrary as the rules of this game itself? That's that's exactly what I'm saying, Peter Soretta. Thank you so much. Uh, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness comes out on May 6, 2022, and uh, this game concludes on Labor Day weekend, inclusive of that Monday. So. We'll factor in all box office receipts, inclusive of Labor Day weekend. Uh, so that is the time frame under which this uh, game will take place. Uh, each of us will choose 10 movies and rank them 1 through 10 that we think will be our top 10 movies of the summer. Uh, and we will choose three Dark Horses, so 13 movies total. And the objective is to get them as close to the actual final ranking as possible. And I'll just run down the score uh, system real quick. If your uh, movie for number one is correct, you score 13 points. Uh, if your movie for number 10 is correct, you score 13 points. Everything else, if you if you hit it bang on, you get 10 points. So again, number one, 13 points if you get it right. Number 10, 13 points. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, you get 10 points for it. Um, if your picked movie is one spot away from its actual placement, you score seven points. If your picked movie is two spots away from its actual placement, you score five points for it. If your pick movie is anywhere inside the top 10, you score three points for it. And if your pick movie is not placed inside the top 10, you score zero points for it. Uh, Big shocker there. Uh, For each of the chosen dark horses, uh, and if one of your dark horses make it inside the top 10, you score one point. Uh, If two or more rules apply to a single pick, so like if you uh, pick a movie and it's in your top 10 and also number one, you just get the highest point value. You don't get 16 points, you get 13 points for it. And finally, uh, because this is an interesting year, it's our first summer movie wager during the pandemic still, or post-COVID, however you want to describe it, I think we're still in it. Uh, It is extremely possible that something unpredictable will happen and a movie release date will change or be canceled or whatever, or go straight to streaming or whatever. Um, If a movie that we choose is not chosen for release, it does not end up releasing at the box office, uh, you will automatically be awarded zero points for that. So uh, that is the rules that we'll be playing by this year. Is there a name for that fail? I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, force majeure, perhaps. Um, <laughs> act of God. Anyway, I also act of think COVID. this yeah. year uh, more than any other. By the way, I think we determined this is the fourteenth time that this game has been played on a podcast that at least one person present was on, <laughs> mm-hmm. and yes. uh, I think this might be the first year. Well, or the most likely year of a tie. Mm. So I wonder tell, if we tell should... me more about that, Jeff. Why do you think that? Mm. Well, because there's a fewer slate of movies total, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think that I think we're going to basically be jumbling up a lot of the same movies, and uh-huh. one away above and one away below can end up being the same point value. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, the the list can be pretty varied and still end up mathematically. The same. Do we uh, need a tiebreaker? Do we need like a money? That's number what I'm tie thinking breaker? is that maybe we should <laughs> establish going in 
some sort of tiebreaker rule. Mm. I know, okay. I, I, I know I'm just springing that on everybody now. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. This is, you know, we usually think about it. Yeah. on a typical podcast for prep, we'll put in show notes and then I'll send a single text about it. This episode, I sent out like five emails to everyone about it. And now, Jeff, you're springing me on this during the actual show itself. <laughs> well, it just occurred to me. Class, it could, it could be an audience choice, you know, come mm, up with something, guys. Mm, interesting. Mm. Um... Okay. Okay. I mean, just uh, maybe, I, maybe the most, most. I, I don't know. We, maybe we can figure it out. And when if if it comes up, maybe we. I can think figure it's out. the nine digit. It's the nine digit gross of the top movie, and whoever gets closest get wins. <laughs> price is right rules. Oh yeah. yeah. Price, okay. It doesn't even have yeah. to be prices yeah. right rules. Yeah, that's actually closest. not a bad idea. That's actually oh, not yeah. a bad idea. Like maybe maybe whatever our top movie is. Well, actually, it doesn't even but, have to be it. If like if if if, if everybody whoever if like you get whatever seventy points and I get seventy points. Even if we don't have the same number one, you pick whatever the top grossing movie is going to gross. It doesn't have to be. You have to pick the movie. I right. see. I see. I see. So, so whatever the top movie is, regardless, okay. that top yeah, number. Yeah yeah. 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 Okay. Fine. Yeah. No. That's good. That's good, Jermaine. Let's let's do that. And so let's. Uh, we don't need to do it right now because we're going to start with number one. Okay. But uh, let's say, let's think about it, and maybe at the end we'll we'll give it out. Okay. okay. Uh, now I know what many of you are thinking, having listened to me say the rules just now. Wow, David, that's a confusing set of rules. Is there a website where not only could I read these rules, but potentially enter myself into this game and play along with you? The answer is yes, folks. Wow. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to Dennis over at thesummermoviewager.com. Uh, since I believe 2017, uh, she has been helping us to document uh, the results of the Summer Movie Wager and also maintaining this site whereby people can enter. Now, as of us recording this, it's not yet live, but he's waiting on us to get in our top 10 choices and he's going to put them on the board and then uh, and then he's going to open it up to listeners. And so uh, by the end of this week, by the, by the time we record the next film cast, it should be live. You can find it at the summermoviewager.com. And you definitely want to going to want to get your picks in before May what sixth when the first movie yeah, comes out. So so I think the deadline we've set is May fourth. Uh, yeah, that's uh, perfect. because that is the Wednesday before Doctor Strange opens. So th- theoretically, starting Thursday, you will have probative information about yeah. these grosses. So May fourth, Wednesday. I don't think there's any summer movies opening that night. Um, you have to get them in by that night. So that's the deadline for you to enter the summer movie wager dot com. And that, the site yeah. is great. Dennis is awesome. Thank you, Dennis. But it's also it's an awesome way for you to play along, listeners. But also, Usually it's to a, dominate us. Yeah, yes. I mean every year. <laughs> yeah. But also, see how dumb we are. But also, yeah. uh, it's a database of this, you know, comprehensive database of of all the times we've ever played, yeah. which is a fun thing to check out as well. Yes. So huge thanks to Dennis for uh, for creating that site and maintaining it. Uh, even throughout the years where we didn't have the last couple of years, we didn't have the summer movie wager. But every year, once a year, I checked in with Dennis, he, or he checked in with me. He's like, David, do you want to pay to maintain the site? I said, Yep. And here we are today, folks. The last few years has been building to this moment when David Chen will finally reclaim his crown as the king of the summer movie. <laughs> so we'll mark, mark my words, folks. Mark my words. Finally, last thing before we get to the wagers uh, or the uh, choices. And that is that in previous years, uh, the last couple of years, I think last one or two years, we have decided, hey, there should be stakes. This is a wager, right? There should be some kind of stakes. And so the stakes that we have chosen is the winner gets to choose a movie or piece of work under three hours long that everyone else on the podcast watches, and then hopefully we'll all get together and talk about it. Uh, 
Last year, or the last time we had a summer movie wager, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Jermaine Lucier won, and uh, I, I think he chose the 2002 uh, gross-out sex comedy Slackers, if I'm not oh mistaken. Oh, my God. I remember this. That is oh, not no. only is that correct. That is a blessing is what that is. That, mm-hmm. was, that was me giving you guys perfection in film. Yeah. Um, I, unfortunately, if I remember, I was the only one who enjoyed that film. <laughs> um, uh, upon watching it again and again, but uh, I, I would be remiss to not say that I've already started to think about what I would do this year, and mm-hmm. I hope you guys have already done it uh, as well. The thing that I'm really bitter about is that it was only one letter away from the 1990 Richard Linklater right. film Slacker, the good movie, which I would have yeah. enjoyed much more. But um, but that's not an alien aliens kind of situation, <laughs> right? No. Yeah, this about, is yeah. not an alien alien situation, Jeff. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah my, my 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 theory was pain, pain and suffering, and so I, I, yep. if I do this year, I don't know if it'll be the same. You but, reap what you, know, you we'll sow, Jermaine. Don't forget that. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> don't forget that. It's very true. Yeah. The odds of me repeating again and holding these three-year title is uh, low as we look at the uh, the numbers here, but. We'll see what Revenge happens. is a dish served three years cold. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. All right. So those are the rules. That's what's at stake. Let's get to the wager. Hey, it's time to jump in and tell you about our sponsor, Fast Growing Trees. Spring and summer are the seasons for finally getting outdoors for entertaining, pool parties, barbecues. But if your yard looks like a plant cemetery, you're not going to enjoy it as much. Get your place looking like a resort. Easy with fast-growing trees. When it comes to caring for your plants, know-how matters. And I know nothing. That's why I have really enjoyed using fastgrowingtrees.com's experts who curate thousands of plant varieties that will thrive in your specific climate, location, and needs. I just moved last August here to Denver, Colorado from California. I don't know what works here, but their experts do. Plus, I don't have to wait in lines. There's no messy cars from hauling plants all over town because you order online or over the phone and your plants are shipped to your door in one to two days. Plus, their growing and care advice is available 24-7. So if you have any problems, you just give them a call. Whether you're looking for increased privacy shade or adding some natural beauty to your yard, fast-growing trees have the perfect plants and the expertise to help you find them. Even if you've never had a green thumb like me, I'm like the John Wick of plants. I'll kill anything. (laughs) These folks make you feel like you have a green thumb. One million home gardeners have already seen what fastgrowingtrees.com can do for them. Plus, their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com filmcast right now, and you'll get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com filmcast. That's fastgrowingtrees.com F-I-L-M-C-A-S-T. So here we go. What we're going to do here is uh, we're going to count from one through 10. I'm going to go to everyone for their number one choice and then everyone for the number two choice and so on and so forth. Everyone will have a little bit of time to explain the rationale. Jermaine Lucier, you're our guest here. Let's start with what your number one movie of the the 22, sorry, 2022 summer box office is going to be. 
Elvis. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, um, that I mean, would be I, something. Would yeah. it be, I, I'm going no guts, no glory. No, I, I mean, I feel like my pick has got to be the pick everybody has. Uh, yeah. And I, maybe yeah. I'm wrong. And I'm going with Jurassic Let's just say it all together, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers Endgame. No, <laughs> Jurassic, Jurassic World, Park World Dominion. Dominion. Oh, Jurassic yes. World Dominion. Sorry. Yes. Yes. That's all right. I, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, Jurassic I mean, World Dominion. You just, I mean, these movies have been box office monsters, even the bad ones. And in a weak summer, when you're bringing back the original cast, yeah, um, yep. to go with that, it's it. it, yep. it just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a monster. And uh, I have very little faith in the movie itself. I really hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but I think everybody's going to turn out to see it, no matter what, for sure, just to see that cast come back to go with the new cast. You're telling me these dinosaurs have dominion. Over the world? <laughs> Over the world? <laughs> yes. Okay, did, did anyone not choose Jurassic World Dominion for the number one? We all chose it. Okay, so let's... Well, yeah. Dave. Are you serious? Oh, I guess man. you could say... Here we go. My number one is best summed up in the form of a limerick. Okay, let's oh, hear no. it, Jeff Kanata. Poor decision. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact! And not an opinion... <laughs> it's Jurassic World Dominion. Like nature, they say, I'll find a way. Because this is the year I'll be winning. <laughs> wow. Winion. Winion. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> you you need to go to jail for that one. <laughs> no, yeah, we all picked it. I just wanted to do it. Yeah, no, I appreciate yeah. it. Sorry, I'm sorry, Jeff, I, if I stepped on your, your limit. But you got to say it. You got to say it uninterrupted. Um, okay. But yeah, let's, let's spend some time just talking about Jurassic World Dominion, why we all chose it for our number one. Uh, I, I I kind of agree with what you said, Jermaine. That like, yeah, this is a multi generational event film, right? Like, it's good for kids. It's good for people our age. It's good for our parents. Like, everyone has has a reason to go see this movie. And inexplicably, this series of Jurassic movies has been super super like popular. It is I also very think wild to see. Yeah, there's there's kind of this thirst for this kind of movie right now. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. It, it, I feel like this summer people are just like, give me that, you know, I, 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 for all of the, our caution and, you know, justifiable caution for, you know, wanting to be uh, aware that the pandemic is not over. I do think there is this pent up desire for this kind of movie, you know, this mm-hmm. just everybody in their goat going to see the same movie on the same day. You know, I think we saw that with Spider-Man. It's, I think it's that level of just, Get me to the movie theater. Show me something big and bombastic, and let me remind me of the kinds of movies I used to go to when I wasn't worried about this stuff. Let me hear mm-hmm. that theme song again. Let yeah. me see Alan Grant again. You know, oh, and maybe yeah. they won't play the theme yeah. song like the second movie where they do not use that music. <laughs> but um, I, I and it almost is Jurassic World No Way Home because you're bringing back that cast, so you're yeah. bringing that yeah. nostalgia. You're bringing mm-hmm. in those other movies. You know, like. The events of the Lost World and Jurassic World Three that most people haven't thought of outside of a raptor screaming Alan, you know, it's now it's all coming back and we haven't seen you know um, Ellie Sadler back in all that time. We've seen Alan Grant, we've seen um, Ian Malcolm. So I think really people are really excited to see Oscar winner Laura Dern. I mean, yeah, you, like you said, multi generation. Mm-hmm. Let me put this out there too, guys. Uh, we watched Jurassic Park by Steven Spielberg many years ago. Uh, I love that movie. I think it's a classic. Uh, then we saw them basically remake that film four more times, in my opinion, uh, where you have people doing stupid shit 
and <laughs> fucking with dinosaurs, right? And <laughs> sure, sure. like in a way that like makes absolutely no sense because if you'd seen the events of Jurassic Park, you'd be like, why would you ever do that? Yeah. Finally, I will, I will yeah. say Lost World and and uh, the last one, what was that called? Fallen yeah, Kingdom? Uh, Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. They, yeah. they have moments. They, they, they mixed, really it, they mixed it up a little yeah. bit in those movies. There's some, some, a handful of interesting new ideas in those mm-hmm. movies, right? Like in particular in Lost World with the T-Rex like rampaging around, I think it's For Los sure. Angeles in that film, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not like they're, they're completely devoid of any, uh, any, mm-hmm. benefit, any benefits. But the thing that I am interested in this movie of, of is that like, it actually threatens to mix up the formula. Instead of humans doing stupid things, it is dinosaurs have been loosed upon the planet. And like, what would happen there? Like maybe, you know, it's like, okay, yes, they did stupid things to make this happen, but who knows what's what yeah. maybe they're going to do smart things now maybe you know, this time the dinosaurs <laughs> the dinosaurs will set up a park dave and uh they'll round up humans and oh. nothing can go wrong with their plan oh i love this idea yeah who's it's the real the, who's the real prey in this example you know yeah it's funny this is kind of the payoff not, not only like you know in the marketing they're saying it's like the, the end of the jurassic saga the fact that the dinosaurs are now finally out in the world is the payoff of all this because that was always mm-hmm. the yes. worst thing that could happen. It, that should have been the second movie. Instead, right. we had well, it was four for, more for movies. Twenty minutes. It was yeah. for twenty minutes. Yeah, is right. we had yeah. four more movies of this stupidity, and now we finally get what we've always wanted: uh, what happens when dinosaurs roam the earth? Okay, which is the thing that was promised at the end of Jurassic Park One. I might add. I just want them anyway. to to zoom in on a tiny dinosaur with glasses, and he says, "Welcome." The Sapien Park. <laughs> <laughs> but but how how do you end this movie? Like the you can't you can't oh. close this box uh, this mystery box. So many box. ways. So many ways, Peter. You could you could have an epilogue. <laughs> Just flash forward ten years. Uh, COVID killed all the dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't know, flash forward twenty years. A climate change. Sneeze at the end, and then it's exactly all over. exactly. Yeah. I, my uh, assumption, Peter. I'm going to call it right now. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. call the ending of Jurassic World Dominion right now. Is that I think it's it ends with humans and dinosaurs living, living in some together. kind of equilibrium. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. they learn, Hey, they're they, maybe they're more like us than we think, you know? And then maybe we uh, can each learn some lessons. Exactly. It's, it's ma- a fucking each other. Flintstones prequel. Yes, <laughs> indeed. No, the, the real, the real epilogue is flash forward 20, 30 years and uh, climate change introduces a new <laughs> ice age and uh, only the dinosaurs survive. No, I think that we have to team up with the dinosaurs to fight climate change. Right. Yes. They're, like, they're like, we've seen this before. I think they I think they end up betting on movies and then the loser has to watch Book of Henry is what I bet actually. We're the only we're the only creatures that have that have seen an apocalypse once before. You need our knowledge. Well, you know this uh this idea of yours, Jeff, that uh the uh the it leads into the Flintstones, the prequel for the Flintstones is that we said? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there is this fan theory that the Flintstones take place in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> yeah. For I, example, I think... why are there TVs in the Flintstones? Um, why, exactly. why, why do they celebrate Christmas in the Flintstones? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Well, this is why you cast Chris Pratt <laughs> at the beginning, because he becomes Fred Flintstone or maybe Barney Rubble. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think this all, all of the stuff that we've been talking about leads me to the biggest question I have for you guys is we all put it at number one, which mm-hmm. I think maybe that's happened before where we all had the exact same number one. I think so. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I think there was a year where we all made a choice and somebody somebody chose differently, as I, I recall. Yeah. I, remember I think it the was year we, uh, the Avengers yeah. Endgame year, right? Like, yeah. 
Well, yeah, so the Avengers Endgame game year. But didn't we all pick pick the number one movie one year and it was Wonder Woman and none of us had that? And we all but we all had the same. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The question that it brings yes, me to. 2019, is, everyone chose Avengers Endgame as their number one. So Yeah. Okay. And 18, we all picked uh, Infinity War and then nobody got Wonder Woman. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, but my question is, here we all have it number one. Do you all think you are going to like this movie? No. <laughs> yes. I, I am the most open to liking this movie than I have been in years, Jeff. You know, like for any movie. <laughs> I'm, any, well, I mean, I really did not like those Jurassic World movies at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but this one, yeah, you got the you got the old cast back. You got a premise that I can actually feel is not stupid. You know, like I I'm interested. I'm interested. So I, I my, don't know. Like, my heart the, is open, Jeff. The only the good thing about Fallen Kingdom is that it was directed by J. A. Bayona who can make a damn set piece. You know, mm. I think about mm. that volcano set piece, you know, in, uh, in Fallen Kingdom quite a bit. There's the yeah, raptor thing. they're saying thing. goodbye to the volcano in Fallen yeah. Kingdom, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the raptor me- bit at the end, which just turns into a full-on horror movie. Like, he is a good visual stylist. He's a good storyteller. And yeah. nothing we've seen from Colin Trevorrow, aside from his first movie, yeah. was like a well-told story, I think. Jeff, you? Jurassic World Dominion, what do you think? I... Do not have a lot of confidence I'm going to end up liking it, but I, I'm hopeful that I do. I want to love it. I do. All right. I, I, I want to see one PR person just get mangled by a dinosaur, like absolutely <laughs> destroyed for no reason. Yeah, for, oh, for no reason. No reason. For no reason. Once again. Once has, again. Any, has anybody here seen the, um, I forget what they call it. It's not in the movie, but it's a scene mm-hmm. that happens before the movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. they released a prologue on YouTube. Prologue. I think I thought it was supposed to be in the movie, but now I guess it's not, which is always really good and confidence inducing when they release <laughs> six minutes of a movie and they're like, oh, wait, it has nothing to do with the movie. But, but mm-hmm. that prologue is incredible. Oh, no. Uh, it, maybe. I thought it was good. Anyways, the other thing I wanted to say is Jeff was talking about a year where everybody picked one movie for number one and someone else picked something different. And that was 2016. Everybody picked Captain America 3, except for me. Who picked Finding Dory mm. and Finding Dory ended up beating everything and I you ended won? up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah so, that was amazing. Clutch yeah. choice. Clutch choice. Too bad you All didn't right. have the cojones to do it this year, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It- look how you're look how you're mocking him, even though he was right that time. <laughs> All right. Let's get to number two. Jermaine Lucier, what's your number two choice? Uh, I, this is where I mean, honestly, I think we're gonna have the similar top five, but I'm gonna mm-hmm. go with number two as Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we're hot, like you said at the beginning, top of the podcast. Multiverses are hot. This is the big movie coming off of Spider Man. Uh, Morbius doesn't really count, and it's got that early May slot, and so it's got the legs. And with the lack of competition this year, as we again already talked about, it's got at least. It's got at least a month almost to itself. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think, I mean, it was, I struggled with putting it number two. I just think, like we said, the, the, the epicness of Jurassic World is going to make it. But that's why I picked mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, number two. It's a, it's a solid number two. Devendra, I'm curious, what was your number two? Uh, exactly that. And I, I'm not even a box office follower, you know? I'm not, I'm not talking about box office numbers on Twitter every week. Like some people, um, I, I barely pay attention to this stuff. Yep, but yep. Uh, looking at the placement of Doctor Strange two, I was really vacillating between Thor and mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. But sure. th- Doctor Strange has a, a couple of months on it, right? Yeah, think, it's or true. at least a it's month true. on it. Yep. So there's that. Um, I do think the characters of Thor, like based on what we've seen from the trailer today, like people will be much more into that. But uh, yeah, Doctor Strange seems safe. All yeah. right, P- Peter Soretta, you're number two. 
You know, I kind of joked about it in, our, in the intro, but this is really the biggest question of this year's box office for me, and that's, you know, who wins in a fight between Thor and Doctor Strange? Right, yep. right. Yep. Because the last Thor movie did $315 million, that's and the right. last Doctor Strange movie did 232 so that's a lot less. Yep. But... Doctor Strange appeared in two huge Avengers movies, Spider-Man No Way Home, three of the six biggest movies of all time since then. So, yeah. I, 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 you know, it, this isn't the crossover that those movies are, but it has Scarlet Witch from WandaVision. And uh, sorry, Jeff, for spoilers mm-hmm. there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's actually accurate, probably. And, and maybe yeah. some weird multiverse sorry, appearances. Yeah, uh, the pe- people, people may appear from yeah. other things. Uh, you know what? What it wait, is, wait, so though, Peter, it is, what was what was your choice? What was your choice? Yeah, my choice was Doctor Strange and the okay. Multiverse Madness. Doctor yeah. Strange and Multiverse Madness is number two. Okay, Devin, what were you going to say? I was going to say uh, the the tens of millions, the hundreds of millions of Sam Raimi fans out there are just going to show up for this movie, too. Mm. I'm joking because Sam Raimi, like, (laughs) as as a name, is only known to people like us who, like, grew up with Evil Dead. But I'm showing up for Sam Raimi. That's what what I'm doing. Kanata Jeff, your number two choice. This... The first five is going to be pretty boring for listeners. Yeah, I'm also picking mm-hmm. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness for number mm-hmm. two. Uh, for all the reasons you guys have already enumerated, it is uh, it is the early pick. And uh, this this is a recurring theme for me and my thinking about my list is, is really how much pent-up desire there is right. for folks to have a summer blockbuster season. And this is the first one out of the gates. We already saw this incredible outpouring of showing up for Spider-Man and this feels like the sequel to that movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think yeah, they're marketing this one like very similar to Spider-Man and Endgame where the trailers don't show that much. They're not they're the, even like press screenings. This is a little inside baseball and stuff, but they're not screening for press until the week of. And, they're yeah. almost, and so yeah. th- and they've really only done that for like Star Wars movies and the big Avengers movies. So that leads me to believe there's a lot of like big buzzy spoilers and cameos. I don't know for sure. I'm just hypothesizing. But that and that and that's just going to build buzz, and more people will come in to want to see it. All right, folks. Uh, my number two choice: it's Thor: Love and Thunder, guys. Oh, wow! wow. Yes. A big this is it. This is it. This Here is, we go. This is where I live or die. Is on number <laughs> yeah. two, right? Yeah. Uh, as Peter pointed out, Thor: Love and Thunder, three hundred fifteen. I'm oh, sorry, Thor: Ragnarok, three hundred fifteen million dollars domestic when it came out. I know Spider Man just came out, uh, and that was a big hit. But I'm just, you know. First of all, I enjoyed uh, Doctor Strange, the movie. Uh, sure, sure. Friend and colleague of mine, C. Robert Cargill, was responsible for uh, writing that movie and a uh, big fan of his work. I just have this gut feeling in my, in my gut, in the deep in my gut, that uh-huh. people are going to want to turn out more for Thor as a character than Doctor Strange as a character. I, I totally agree with you, but that yeah. time, that time difference, man. It's like two yeah, months. it's true. It has a couple two months. months. It has a couple months on it, but uh, you know, I would feel differently if uh, Thor: Love and Thunder was coming out like you know mid-August or something like that. Um, but it's not. It's mm. coming out in like mid-July or early. It's like July, the Fourth of July movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fourth of July movie. That's going to be yeah. a huge like that is critical time slot. And I it's think two, and, and it has two months. It has two months to play. It has all of July yes, and exactly. all of August. Exactly. I mean, Do- Doctor Strange has the extra two months, but it will it will fade by you know mid-June and who knows when it's going to end up on Disney Plus you know it'll probably be on mm-hmm. Disney Plus by the end of the summer I mean, yeah, hypothetically, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah exactly so it's, it's, a, it's a strong pick Dave because it, I mean you're the only one doing that I think you can pick up a few precious points and I think the points are going to be 
And I think it's going to be a closer year than most. Uh, although our, you know, our six through tens might be yeah, the different I, the big differentiators. Six through tens going to be a freaking mess, in my yeah. opinion. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think um, so. But it's you know, and I, I will I will admit this that for a long period of time, as I was making this list, my number two was uh, Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Um, so actually, to to just save some time on the podcast. Can I assume that your number threes are Thor, Love, and Thunder? <laughs> yeah, no. yes. yes, yes, no. I no? said no. I said no. Okay, okay, okay. Then let's let's go through it. Then okay. So anyway, my number two is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and then no, I'm, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry, Thor, Love, and Thunder. Um, and Peter, did you have one other thing to say before moving to number three? Yeah, I just wanted to say to your point, Dave. One thing that could swing this uh, is that Doctor Strange. I know, you know. Some of the people on this podcast haven't watched the trailers, but Doc, Doctor Strange looks dark in mm. kind of like a horror movie, and yes. like kind of like a yes. more adult. And Thor looks like fun. It's it looks a like blast. a guardian. Yeah, it looks like it's, it's people are gonna love it. They're gonna ride it all the way to number two at the box office this summer. So <laughs> I agree. Okay, let's get to number three. Jermaine Lucier, your number three movie. I feel the need, the need for speed. <gasps> really? Top Gun. No way. No way. No way. No way. No way. You guys, yeah, no you guys don't know. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? I'm, the champ is speaking. Let me uh, give me the mic. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, look, it's like. You think it's going to make more money than Thor? This is. Yes. yes. Uh, this is madness. I think, it's go- I think is it madness is going to be. Multiverse a beast, of madness. A beast. <laughs> I mean, you talked, we talked about multi generational things. Top Gun goes back way even further than Jurassic Park. And it's a movie that Paramount is so confident in. They've just been holding it and holding it. And yeah, that, a lot of that is Tom Cruise and his powers of Scientology. But I just have this feeling that the movie is going to be that nostalgic, amazing, uplifting, rah-rah, Americana, even if you don't care about Americana movie. And uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be uh, a, a monster. And uh, yeah, I mean... That's a bold move. Yeah, it's a. It it is. I didn't honestly didn't think it was that bold of a move, but uh, I'm I'm actually kind of glad because Mm. if I want to go down, I'm going to go down in flames like Goose. (laughs) Top Gun is one of those movies. It's a bold move, like what Goose did in the first Top Gun. (laughs) That that really (laughs) well for him. Um, (laughs) Top Gun is one of those movies where I'm like, I I know we a lot of people like Top Gun in the 80s. Uh, Is there is there like resounding (laughs) cultural imprint? Like, is there a demand for more Top? Gun? Yes. yes, there is. I don't think really? Yes, there is. I believe there is. I believe there is. Okay. I believe there's demand for it, but it it's not but multi-generational three, the way it's not Thor number three is. demand. The, the, yeah, the, not number three. You, you, yeah. you talk about multi-generational. It's it's old people like us <laughs> and no kids. No kids. <laughs> you know, it is the people that remember. But whereas Thor, like my son, who's five, has Thor on his T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You know. That's, yeah. a, that's, a fair, that's a that's a that's a fair point that I honestly didn't even think about. I think I think I might have let myself be blinded <laughs> I mean, by my excitement. It's very clear how much thought went into this choice. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I, 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 yeah you, maybe, maybe you think the that's going to make more money than Lightyear, which is in yeah. buying oh, families. Yeah, yeah, let's not yeah. spoil the rest yeah. of the list. Yeah, yeah. I will yes. say this: that this movie is not even in my top five. Oh wow. my god! Well, wow. uh, not actually, in my top five either. Same, mm. same. This is Jermaine's last stand. Um, this is Jermaine. You know, months from now, when we're talking about how you lost, this is the moment. This it is might how be. it happened. It might very, it might very well be. But if it's I'm almost down, like, like a, said, it's like he's a maverick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, is. that's Jermaine's number three choice. It's Top Gun Maverick. Hey, I gotta jump in here and tell you about our sponsor, Hello Fresh. Can I tell you what I made with Hello Fresh today? Today, I actually made it for lunch. Usually, I use our HelloFresh meals for dinner. But for lunch today, I made creamy pesto grilling cheese 
ciabattas. Grilling cheese, not grilled cheese, grilling cheese. Big, thick grilling cheese. I put the cheese right on the grill, grilled it up, made these incredible sandwiches with pesto and tomatoes. I've never had anything like it. Blew my mouth taste buds right off. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. But you're asking me, what is HelloFresh? Well, HelloFresh is your farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes that are delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip trips to the grocery store and you can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. It's certainly my number one meal kit. I've been using HelloFresh for years. It's really made me love cooking, love providing for my family, and given me so much variety in our menu, what we eat for dinner, and in this case, of course, lunch, because we get farm fresh seasonal produce and easy to make recipes that are delivered right to my door every week. I don't have to go to the grocery store. I don't have to figure out what I'm making every week. And I don't rely on the same old recipes I've made a thousand times. It's all about convenience with HelloFresh. Not only do the ingredients come pre-portioned so that you're not overbuying or wasting food, which is a huge plus for me, but it's also easier than ever to get filling meals on the table easily, quickly, with options like the family-friendly or quick and easy recipes. And the HelloFresh chefs, they really know how to diversify the menu. They've got seasonal recipes like salmon limon and pasta primavera. I mean, my, my recipes I got last week are sheet pan Dijon onion crunch chicken. Amazing, delicious. Chicken sausage rigatoni. Staple. Kids loved it. And of course, the creamy pesto grilling cheese ciabattas. You got to try this. Go to HelloFresh.com slash FilmCast16 and use code FilmCast16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That is HelloFresh.com slash FilmCast16 and promo code FilmCast16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. It's America's number one meal kit. Try it. Okay, let's get to uh, Devendra's top number three. Uh, I think you had already said Thor, Love, and Thunder, right? Devendra? Yeah, Thor. Thor. Yeah, yeah it's got to be Thor. It's got to be Thor. Yeah. You would have to be completely <laughs> mentally maladjusted <laughs> mad, to, not choose, mad, mad. to not choose those three movies as your top three, right? Yeah. Like, I think I think an argument could be made to jockey them in some weird yes, position. I think sure. you could even you I. I was expecting one of us to have one of the Marvel movies above yes, Jurassic number World. One. Could be, yeah. could be, could very well be. Those three movies feel like any mm-hmm. one of them could be in any one of the top three spots. But I just don't see any movie, any other movie. The, the only the top movie three. that can't be in the top three is got to be Top Gun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Out of all the movies yeah. in the top ten, not even well, s- number nine. That's the one that can't be in number three. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Peter. Yeah, well, Thor Ragnarok, I said earlier, did 315 million. The Guardians movies, they're in this movie. They did like mid 300s. I think mm-hmm. this has the potential to do like 400, maybe oh, yeah. even more than 400. I think it'll surprise us. Like, I think we, yeah. will, we will need this energy. You the, know? The, the, yeah. the question about Top Gun, and it's really weird because, like, you know, that movie came out in 1986. Like, wh- what kind of resonance, what kind of uh, mm-hmm. uh, cultural impact? Does that movie still have is the question. One thing surprised me, if I was going to ask you guys, anybody that doesn't know this answer, please answer. 
How much did the original Top Gun make in 1986 domestically? Uh, 150 lot, million. Right? 180 million. Oh, that's that's a lot. Wow. Back then. Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, right? For for 1986 money. And you guys, but I think we, you're, you're crapping on me and I appreciate it. I can take it. <laughs> no problem. But you think about, like, I still think, I think, will, will kids show up opening weekend? No. Was well, it going to make $200 million a weekend? No. But, like, the Mission Impossible movies do a huge. I, they do 200, 200 million. They have, yeah. Yeah, they have yeah. never cracked, like, 250 million. It wouldn't be up there. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, they like, talk like, about this, like, this is domestic, but I, yes. I see. I thought I, I'm kidding. I know it's domestic. <laughs> you know the rules, Jermaine. Yeah, you know the rules. I know. I know. Okay. You know, <laughs> they right. talk about the innovators' dilemma, but I, I think we're <laughs> approaching the summer movie wager winner dilemma. Oh boy. Like Jermaine is over. He's psyching himself out over yes, here. Yes, over oh, sure. I might be. Yeah. I might be. I might be. Peter Serretta, you're number three. Uh, Thor. I mean, um, yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun Maver- I mean Thor Love and Thunder. Um, okay. Uh, any more thoughts or should we get to Jeff's number three, which I I think is also Thor Love and Thunder, right, Jeff? It is. Yes. All right. It yeah. is. I, I honestly, Dave, I almost went your direction and put it at number two. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, mm-hmm. but Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, right. <laughs> I think, I think I did. We'll see. We'll see. I think we'll I think see. it's going to be close. I think all three of these movies, uh, Jurassic World, Thor, and Doctor Strange. Top I think Gun. All, oh, sorry. I think, all, <laughs> <laughs> I think all three of these movies could break $400 million. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's possible. That's fine, but when Top Gun does five, you guys are going to be kicking yourself. <laughs> Can you imagine? Um, Can you imagine? <laughs> okay, guys. Now... Now, I mean, the list already got interesting with Jermaine's number three, but oh, no. we're now moving to number four. Jermaine, what's your number four pick for the summer of 2022? Lightyear. I, I, maybe I just not, maybe that trailer just didn't sell me as well today. Uh, that's why I'm a little bit down on Thor. Thor is my number five. I'll skip ahead because we've already oh talked about God. Jermaine, Jermaine making a very big case for not watching trailers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Except but, it was a great trailer, so uh, I, don't, I don't even I know. I love the trailer, but I mean, I just... Self- Immolation on a scale the, I've never <laughs> seen before on the summer movie vision, right? Uh, Happening right yeah. now. Yeah. No. Um, uh, very, quite possibly. Quite possibly I made an error. But not you know since, what? I'm sticking, I'm sticking to my Alex top guns. Albrecht put MacGruber, <laughs> MacGruber as his number three. A legendary moment. I remember uh, that. Okay, okay, okay. Here is here is the case for Jermaine, though. Here's the case for Jermaine is that it's easy to forget Toy Story 4 did make a shit ton of money. $434 million domestic, right? So if it's even able to pull in three quarters of that, yes, it could. Uh, but just well, the idea that anybody, could, I don't think any of you guys are down. On, I think you all think this choice is coming is in, in fact around perfect. At this point. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's Pixar. The, Peter just talked about Finding Dory, which was such a, a monster sequel. This is kind of, in a way, a sequel. It's not. It's a, it's a spinoff, whatever confusingness. But it's it's really a big sci-fi action movie with a star people know and a voice that people know. And I think they're going to turn out for it. It's a Pixar movie. The reviews are going to be great. Um, and he, yeah, it's it, it's going to be, you know, the biggest animated movie of the year, most likely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and when you think about that, you think about big numbers. And and that's why I slotted it here. But, uh, you know, now I'm getting a, oh, man, I got a, I just can't my stomach here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, listen to that pang, Jermaine. I think it's mm-hmm. telling you the right things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devinder Hardor, your number four pick for the... Uh... Top ten movies of summer twenty twenty two. It's uh, it's light year. 
I feel like the top five is pretty much all the the big big blockbusters in the comic movies, and you got to have a Pixar up there. And this is the Pixar of the summer, and it makes sense. I think uh, kids are really into this. I think parents will be really confused about what this movie is actually about. Uh, just watching that trailer, I, I was left a little dumbstruck. Uh, but I think it'll make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now now I'm in cold clinical mode because. I, I don't know how these movies will do. I don't know if I'll care about most of these, but uh, I'm just judging money yes. at this point. Yes. Yeah. All right. Peter Serretta, you're number four. Okay. I think this is my Top Gun Maverick moment here. Uh, I'm, I, I think I'm making a big mistake, but I'm still go- I'm, I'm, I'm staying with oh it. Oh, my God. Here we go. I, I think Minions, The Rise of Gru. Okay. Yeah. Not a bad choice. Sure. Not a bad right. choice. Because Very I, reasonable. I, well, first of all, I think kids, kids' movies in theaters are doing really well yes. right now. Like yes. Parents want to get them out of the house like sing to sonic sing to like, did super well sing Talk to about yes. maverick cool. yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like i don't know those minion movies are just big i i, I really think like you know the first minions movie did <laughs> sorry <laughs> go ahead peter <laughs> uh the first minions movie did like almost 350 and the D- despicable me 3 did 264 i think people are less interested in like that and I think I feel like this is going to split the difference. I think it's going to be around 300 million, and I think that could be more than what well, Lightyear. I don't know, like, it, Lightyear is such a question mark. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a tough yeah. one because, I'm, for me, minions, it's like we're we're of an age. I mean, well, you know, is minions over? I don't know if it's over, I don't think so. <laughs> I go to a theme park and I see it. You know, Peter obviously goes to theme parks for yeah. a living, he'll know better than I that minions seems to still be popular, but like, from mm-hmm. my cultural perspective, I don't see them anymore. Which is why I put it a little bit lower, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it could very well hit in this spot. Yeah, among children's stuff right now because uh, I, I'm in touch with what the kids are hip <laughs> into. You're yeah. uh, with it, especially yeah, newborns, right? Uh, right. Newborns and three year olds, yeah. uh, humans that are shaped like minions. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard kids say "fuck minions." That's what I've heard. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't just you to the mirror every night, Devendra? <laughs> that was my daughter. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so Peter is putting Minions, The Rise of Gru as his number four. I think it's a very reasonable choice, Devendra. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Peter. This is not some Top Gun Maverick pick, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, this is very, very rational. <laughs> Jeff Kanata, your number four pick of... Uh, of the top 10 movies of the summer box office 2022. Yeah. I also went with Lightyear, mm-hmm. which to me feels like the weakest Pixar summer offering in quite a while, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways, you but also seen the movie yet, Jeff, let's not prejudge, right? Well, Could be amazing. Uh, yeah. But also it may, Hey, it may be amazing. I don't know, but it, 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 it even at the weakest, it's still a Pixar movie in the summertime when parents want to take kids to see that kind of stuff. It's a known quantity. I mean, it is, it doesn't have Woody in it, we think, but also, you know, it's a no brainer for parents. So I think, uh, I think Lightyear makes a lot of money. First Pixar movie back in theaters in a while too. The last couple yeah. went yep. to Disney plus. Yeah. 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 Um, I uh, agree with you guys. I think Lightyear is number four. So it looks like four out of the five of us chose Lightyear as number four. Uh, Peter put minions there as his number four, but yeah. Uh, very reasonable choice. Very reasonable choice. And this could crack $300 million. We'll see. I have absolutely no desire to see this movie, but also... We will. <laughs> we will, probably. Uh, so, yeah. I, I agree with everything that's been said. I don't think I have anything new to add. Let's move on and round up our top five 
Jermaine Lucier, what's your number five? I think you've already said what it is. Please don't yeah, let it be Thor. Please I'm push putting, Thor down I'm putting, I'm putting Top Gun Maverick on twice. I just, I just really, it's gonna really, really have to be cultural. Yeah. Yes, it's Thor. Love the and IMAX re-release will be really right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I really hope I'm wrong with Thor um, being because I, honestly, I'm very excited. I, I love Taika. I love the the last Thor movie. I like the Thor movies in general. I'm not even like. I don't think uh, Dark World is like the worst Marvel movie. It's close, but it's not the worst. So I generally like it, and I, and I'm excited to see the Guardians, Christian Bale. I mean, there's so many good things happening, but I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I just, I just was a little bit down on it, and maybe I'm going to be wrong. And it might be because you know I, I didn't see the trailer until you know the day we're recording this podcast, and I'd have already seen. 15 minutes of Top Gun Maverick like six months ago. So maybe mm. that was part of it. Too. Well, expect to get many gleeful tweets from me dunking on you when Thor Love and Thunder opens huge. That's fine. Um, when when that's... it outgrosses Top Gun in its first three days, yeah, I can't wait. I guess I'm very excited. <laughs> Devinder, you're number five? My number five. Uh, I'll, I'll go with a quote. He flies by the seat of his pants. Totally unpredictable. <laughs> it's Top Gun Maverick. That also describes Jeremy. But... There you go. <laughs> wow. There, now finally yeah. we get into the good films. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts on Top Gun Maverick, Devendra? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah, Devendra's the one looking forward to this at least. Okay. Uh, well, you know, I, I have more thoughts on Top Gun Maverick, but I'll save them for when I choose it on my yeah. top list. But I, I, the secondary cast in that movie looks fun. Like yeah. uh, Manny Jacinto's in that. I kind of want to see what he does in the uh, action movie mode. Peter Serretta, your number five. My number five is Lightyear. Yeah. For all the reasons that everybody else said, but I didn't put it in four. I put it in five. Yeah, yeah. Because, Very reasonable. Yeah. Because this is my uh, Christopher Robin. It's a toss up. It's a toss up. Oh, wow. Christopher, Christopher Robin. Robin. Oh, that was man. me. That was me. He's dissing. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> remember that? Remember yeah. that? Like, Christopher Robin in his top 10 one year? Is that what we're Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, right. I didn't he, watch he, the trailers and I didn't know it was a sad, sad movie about adults. <laughs> <laughs> he, he thought it was like an animated uh, poo movie. Yeah, oh, I did. Christopher Robin made $75 million. Yeah. No, when it, it came out in 2018. You know what, yeah. Jermaine? You're not, you know, you're not making the biggest <laughs> mistake all, in the we history. All, we all have our, our flubs here and there. Yeah. 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 All right. And mine has not been proven a flub yet. I have about a month and a half to look at that. <laughs> Jeff Kanata, you're number five. Minions yes. is my pick. Uh, I think, you know, I think Peter could very well have... Uh, picked it correctly. I think uh, Lightyear and Minions are both, you know, aiming at the same demographic, obviously, uh, offering the same kind of summer experience for families. One that I think is very sought after, especially this summer. So Minions could very well outgross Lightyear if Lightyear turns out to be not as, you know, if it, it if it is as weird as the premise seems to indicate. Yeah. And Minions is more sort of a universal fun time for kids. It may end up beating Lightyear. But I think the Pixar name and the familiarity of Buzz Lightyear as a character uh, will will eke it out to make number four. But I think Minions will be right up there and a worthy top five pick. I agree. Uh, that's why Minions, The Rise of Gru is also my number five. I want to point out at this point, Peter Serretta, Jeff Kanata, and myself all have the same movies in our top five. Different Jeff order. Said, Jeff said, Jeff said yeah. that he, it could be a pro, ties. Yeah. It's just, yeah. just going to be about like, you know, I think the lists are about to get really interesting now, but yes. uh, I yeah. think that uh, for, you know, so yeah. far, it's basically just down to the ordering of the same yes. movies. Yeah. It's you not guys about, will like, not believe movies. where I put down to Nabby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, trust me. We'll, we're going to find out. Okay. So those are our top fives. Let's get to Jermaine's number six. Jermaine, what's your number six? A movie we have not discussed yet. Uh, nope. Uh, Jordan Peele's Nope. And I, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I just feel like 
it's a you know there are a couple horror movies this summer uh two i believe and uh, uh, i think there's like, a, more than two there's well, a, 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 ma- major studio release yeah major studio yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, there's, yes. there's also yeah. firestarter which if you put it on the list you're an idiot it's coming on peacock but like <laughs> the, the other ones are not and i think wow. this is, i think this is the one that is is going to be the buzziest we know little about it mm-hmm. jordan did this in imax it looks like it's a big sci-fi kind of head trip and uh you just it seems like one of those movies that is going to have a lot of legs that people kind of like talk about it and dissect it. And, you know, his movies have been not, have been hits, not huge, huge hits, but I think he finally has his summer blockbuster here with Nope, or at least I hope so. I think this is a really solid choice, Jermaine. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think Nope has a real shot at coming in number six this summer, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Devin, your hardware, you're number six. I'm going with, with uh, Minions. Yeah. It seems, it seems like this is the best thing. Uh, kids movies tend to do really well, as yep. we've noticed. Yep. And I, the thing is, I'm not totally shooting on Top Gun. I think Top Gun will do better than a lot of people expect, and probably even better than this movie. That's why it's my number five. Uh, but I think, yeah, this will still do tremendous business. Yeah. Um, Minions, The Rise of Gru's Devinger's number six. Peter Serretta, your number six. My number six is Top Gun Maverick, and this is the place that it deserves to be and is mm-hmm. going to end up because, I, I don't know, I feel like... It, there's re- like you know when I make these lists, I try to go to uh, comps. I try to f- figure out you know yep. what what other movies that are like these movies, and it's really hard to compare anything to Top Gun, which came out in 1986. So you kind of have to look at like Tom Cruise. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And you look at the, the last two Mission Impossible movies; they made 200 to 220, and I feel like six is is around. You know, six on this list is going to be around that. Yep. Sure. Yep. You know, the worst case scenario, this could be a mummy, right? The exact same reasoning for me as well. Like, that's exactly why I put it as as my number six as well. So minor spoiler there. But yeah, I I agree. Jeff, let's let's hear your number six. I'm very curious if it is if it is Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick at number six. Yep. Nope. Oh, Nice. I broke the I like cycle, it. Jeff. I like that one though. Yeah, I, I put Nope <laughs> at number six. I think I, enjoy, yeah. I enjoyed that reveal. Thank you. Yes, Nope yes. Uh, is a movie that speaks to a demographic that has not been catered to in any of the top five movies yet, and I think it. it I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be a mm. huge hit this summer if it's as good as we all expect it to be. So yeah. I think uh, I think number six is where Nope will be, and that's where I put it. It has real potential, so we will see. And mm-hmm. Jordan Peele, yeah, he he knows how to deliver movies that uh, make well over $150 million domestic, so yep. this could be uh, his biggest hit yet. We'll see. Uh, my number six, as I mentioned, Top Gun Maverick. I, I think uh, I agree with Peter Serrata completely. Yeah, 200, 220, that's what I expect this to come in at, maybe a little bit less, maybe like 175. Because um, I think there's going to be a lot of people who, who want to see... Uh, a movie like this, let, let's call this movie a, a what has been told described to me before as a steak eater movie. You know, this is a movie for people who like to eat steaks. You know, <laughs> and uh, okay. I think is that a is that a category? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I yep. like when, steaks. It's in, when am you, I in that category? You know how they talk about like four quadrant movies. This is one of the quadrants. Uh-huh. Steak eater. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. one quadrant, um, one quadrant movie. Like this that. is one quadrant. Yeah, it's it, one the quadrant quadrants, quadrants are vegetables. <laughs> Steak, <laughs> bread, v- vegan <laughs> breads, yeah, wheat. Um, so anyway, Top Gun Maverick. Okay, the only so here's the thing about Top Gun Maverick. First of all, I believe, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that Chris McQuarrie helped with this movie. Um, That's correct. Yeah, right, so he helped like he wrote with the sto- most of it. Yeah, yeah, he wrote. He did helped with the story, and he knows how to do a good uh, put together a good action film. Um, they 
pioneered some crazy technology for this movie, as they did with Mission Impossible, like to put like high res 4K cameras into jet jet planes. You know, um, mm-hmm. the action looks amazing. I will say that uh, I I feel like I don't know that people are going to want to see a a Top Gun movie given the current geopolitical environment that we're in. Um, Perhaps it is a little bit too like I don't know if it'll be escapist enough given the right, right. terrible events happening in the rest of the world. Uh, but I I do think it's safe to bet that like this is going to come in along the lines of other Mission Impossible films. So that's why Top Gun Maverick is my number six. Jermaine Lucier, yeah, your number seven. Yes, uh, this is where I put Minions, and I, yes. I sort of touch on it. Either was was just that I, I don't see Minions being as culturally relevant as they were for the last couple of movies. And I, I might be very, very wrong uh, as this podcast is sort of gearing that way, but um, it's obviously like you guys said, family movies are a hit. It's a known quantity. This is the first one. I mean, where it's the minions, but it's sort of a prequel, I think, right. Cause they're bringing in the Steve Carell character grew. I, I even watched the trailers. I just looking at the title. Um, so yeah, I think it's here and I think it's going to be a hit, but not as big a hit as the other movies. Yeah, I mean, I just want to point out, you know, Minions, the 2015 movie, made 336 domestic. Um, Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3 all made over $250 million. Mm-hmm. A number that I don't think either of the last Mission Impossible movies have crossed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if that is your closest comp, you're doomed, Jermaine. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> but, that, but, yeah, yeah. but diminishing returns between Minions and Despicable Me 3. So. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. So if, uh, if, if the trend continues. Your, your, your hope is that this movie plunges faster in its cachet than yeah. Tom Cruise. Well, this, this, than, than Top Gun and Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay, that's Minions, The Rise of Groot. Jermaine's, Jermaine's number seven. Devendra, you're number seven. You know, guys, do I feel good about Jermaine's chances this year? Nope. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, th- th- this movie i think is gonna do really well it is it is a type of uh creepy movie i don't want to say exactly because i'm sure jeff uh doesn't, i also doesn't I've, i also have not watched okay. the trailer for this the one yet, type so, of movie yeah. that i am really into that we have not seen much of in let's say the last 20 or so years so i'm really down with this i'm down with jordan peele down with this entire cast this movie will rule i'd, I'd be happy if it did even far better than this category so yeah down with All right, that's nope. It's Davindra's number seven. Peter Soretta, your number seven. And to Davindra, I'm going to say, yep. My number seven is nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think Jordan Peele is a horror name brand at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Get Out was like such a phenomenon, and that made 175, and that got people to go see Us, which also made 175 million at the box office. And I feel like that the hype was much bigger for us than yes. there was that is for this. So I feel like this is going to do maybe maybe a little less than 175. But I don't know. I think this is a good place for it. And I think like you know, if it can if it can be number seven at the box office, that that's great for a horror movie. Yeah, so I think nope mm-hmm. nope is is good at number seven. All right, uh, that's nope. Peter Soretta's number seven choice. Jeff Kanata, what's your number seven? This is where I make my move, guys. Here it is. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Let's do it. My number seven is Bullet Train. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Bullet choice. Bullet choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is, to my knowledge, not based on any product that people know or anticip- are anticipating, but it's got star power. Mm-hmm. Star power, baby. Sandra yeah, Bullock so can do no wrong. 
Brad Pitt, of course. Everybody loves Brad Pitt. Uh, I think this this is going to be that sort of R-rated, fun, uh, cool movie that is going to do really well at the box office. I, well, I, 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 the problem is that Sandra Bullock isn't in this movie. Um, so she as far as I can tell. Yes. Am, I, am I wrong there? Oh, she, she, she has a cameo. No, she is. In it. She has okay. a cameo. Okay. Okay. But, uh, All right. She's don't tell Jeff. Don't tell Jeff. She's number two on the list. I have no wow, idea what Jesus. this is about. I literally looked at the cast and the title. <laughs> so All you right. look at the cast, but not look at the premise. Yeah. Well, Got it. No, okay. I'm not looking at the. I mean, Bullet Train. I feel like it's about uh, going fast and doing cool actiony yeah. stuff. <laughs> also from the director of John Wick and Atomic and Blonde. And Deadpool you know? 2, right? Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to. This is. I think this movie's going to do well. I'm putting it at number seven. I hope. All it right. Does well. Here's why I think you're wrong, Jeff. Um, is because I think Lost City is a really good comp for this movie. Mm. Um, they both have Brad Pitt and Sandra Bullock. They're both like not based on properties that people know. They're both kind of these actiony comedy things. And Lost City is uh, widely considered to be a success, but it's going to only reach a hundred million dollars. Maybe this movie does a little bit better, but like right around the bottom of the list, eight, nine, and ten. Is where you're get, you're going to get a, movies that are around 100 million dollars. So I think this is just a little bit high. It's not it's not unreasonable to put it on the list at all, but I think it's just a little too high, Jeff. That's Maybe. just my guess. Perhaps. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. Do I think Jeff should have put Bullet Train at number seven? <laughs> nope. Yep. Oh. <laughs> and that's why it's my number. Nope is my number seven. Um, for reasons you guys have already said. Yeah. I mean. Jordan Peele, I think this movie is probably going to do around 175 to 200 million. That would put it right around here on this list, hopefully. So uh, that's why Nope is my number seven. Okay. I think it's, this is going to exponentially get more interesting now. Number eight, Jermaine Lucier. <laughs> yeah. I, I These final three places, I switched them around multiple times. I had it's Dark a Horses in there. It's a in my opinion. This it's is just really, like, really yeah. tough. Yeah. And, then, and then I went to the movies last night and I saw a trailer and I was like, you know what? I'm going with that at number eight, and it's Boz Lerman's Elvis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, Boz Lerman, you know, he's a big spectacle guy. No, he hasn't made a movie in a long time. Uh, but if I, you know, I don't really look at the comps. It's a, it's a smart uh, strategy. I don't, I, I do, and maybe I'll start doing more of it. But if you look at Moulin Rouge, I just looked up, made a 175 million dollars, um, and that that's obviously more of a musical. This is more of a biopic with music. But, but Elvis Presley brings in a whole different audience, I think, of people. Um, who you know? Who maybe don't go to the movies as much? And Boz Lerman is a director who you know uh, has a, a, a decent fan base, and the review, reviews are good. You look at Tom Hanks in this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it it, it it could get a decent little you know end of the top ten thing. So, and, and I think I, I just think it looks flashy and it'll be fun to see on a big screen. So I put Elvis at number eight. All right, I'm going to just cut ahead in line just because I also put Elvis as my number eight. Uh, wow. And so I just want to talk about it now while Jermaine has mentioned it. Um, yeah, this one, I think this is a bit of a bold choice um, because, if I do say so myself, because, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not it's not based off of anything that's really well known, uh, like a IP, but obviously it's based off of a, a person that's really well known. I think the closest comp I would come up with for this is probably... Uh, Baz Luhrmann's other uh, recent hit, The Great Gatsby, which grossed $144 million domestic. Right, right. And so the question for me is, you know, is this movie going to do better or worse than The Great Gatsby? I think it has a chance to do, like, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, And if so, that would put it right around this part of the list. So that said, I I think it's, like, this is... 8 through 10, is or 
eight, nine, and ten is just like a mess, in my opinion. Like, I just totally, yeah. There's no yeah, way. But to also, guess. the hard yeah. thing about comps yeah. is that we're comping movies that happened in a completely different <laughs> oh, yes. world. Yeah, it's it's different world. Yes, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. It's complete nonsense. What everything you have I no just idea. Said is complete like, nonsense. Elvis is aimed at a group of people who don't want to leave their house right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, th- that that's the problem for me. Is like the comps for this is not looking at Baz Luhrmann. The comps for this is looking at like Rocket Man or B- Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. It, yeah. and that, yeah. and that yeah. those did two hundred million. They did yes. really well, but what what Jeff is saying, and also like I don't think Elvis is as relevant as. You know, as the, queen, the, yeah, as queen, or the you know, as uh, yeah, so like you know, it's been 45 years since he died, it's been that long since he's had a number one. Bohemian Rhapsody did over 200, and Rocket Man didn't even make it to 100, so that's a big difference. And I was just looking, I was just like thinking of other biopics that you know were semi successful. Ray made 124 million dollars, yeah, know? like so yeah. these movies, people go out to see them, they want to yeah. see people they know, yeah. you know, I yeah, guess, yeah, yeah. but I don't think there's a bunch of kids that, who that, are that was that was that was international. Elvis. I'm sorry, that was international, 75 in the US for Ray. Yeah, yeah I, but I, I agree with what you said, Jeff. And now that you say it that way, I'm I'm really realizing I probably shouldn't have put it at number seven or <laughs> number uh, number eight. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's Jermaine's number eight, and I've always said anything Jermaine picks is good by me. So yeah, that's right. That's right. That's Words my motto, to live basically. by, Dave. Words to live by. Yeah. So that's Jermaine's number eight. Is also my number eight. Divin your hardware. What's your number eight? I'm gonna take the bullet train. I think hey. this movie looks like a blast. Uh, it is a surefire like uh, action, like a sturdy action hit, I'd say, based on the director, the action we've seen so far, the cast that's in here. Uh, I have seen the trailer. That is my... Um, I cheated there. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't cheat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfectly fine. It looks good. It looks good to me. I cannot wait to see it. I love the, I love the way David Leach uh, shoots action and handles big set pieces. So yeah, it looks like fun. Cannot wait to see it. It's a great choice for Devendra's number eight. It's Bullet Train. Peter Serretta, your number eight. My number eight is also Bullet Train. Um, for all the reasons, you know, everybody else has given. I I don't know. It, it, this is another weird thing. Like, you know, it's an action. It's a thriller. It has, mm-hmm. It's an ensemble cast. Like, I don't know how you, you know, comp this movie. When I was talking to um, Ryan Scott, I, I did some... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I went to him and I tried to get uh, some ideas for this and, and, and run things by him. He was like, you know, this the comp for this is Knives Out, if it's good, mm-hmm. which Knives mm-hmm. Out did 165. You know, it's kind of like there's a mystery thing going on. There's some stuff going, it, you know, it's movie stars as IP. And I, I, I think this could do that high, but I don't think it's going to. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, so yeah, Bullet Train's my number eight. Can there I also just- needs to be more action on Bullet Trains. How about that? Those things are cool. <laughs> yeah. They have more fights on them. Like uh, James Mansfield's The Wolverine. Yeah, yeah Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I just say uh, movie stars as IP is a phrase that just makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Even the word IP, the phrase IP yeah. alone should make yeah. you sad, probably. Well, IP is, a, you know, it, 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 yeah. something. By, by the way, that, 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 I, I'm crediting that to, to Ryan. I didn't say that. That, that, that was his thing. Mm. <laughs> Jeff Kanata, you're number eight. This is where it should be. (laughs) Not gonna make more than number eight money. This is where it is going to be. Okay. Uh, Wow, you're really excited for Bob's Burgers, Jeff. I know. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think Top Gun Maverick may be. In my top three movies I enjoy this summer, 
Hmm. But I don't think it's going to be making <laughs> crazy, crazy money. Uh, I think it's, uh, I, I expect it to be very, very good. I think it has been marketed for two years now. And I don't think yeah, there's people yeah. who are clamoring to go see it like we are. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's yeah. going to make a lot less money than the rest of you think it's going to make. I, I feel like the marketing for Top Gun has gone almost like full circle to the point where people are like, that movie? It's not out yet. Yeah, it's not. It's not like on on demand yet. I've been seeing trailers for that forever, even before, like long before the pandemic. So, excuse yeah. me, I don't think you guys heard my whole speech about steak movies. Um, <laughs> that- Dave, I think you got confused between quadrant movies and the food pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Jeff's number eight. It's Top Gun Maverick. Uh, my number eight, I've already identified as Elvis. So let's move on to nine and ten. Jermaine Luce here, your number this nine. This is where movie. it gets. Re- this is where the so rubber hits the road, you guys. Like I yeah, said. this is where winners are made and lost. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Jermaine, go yeah. ahead. Your number yeah. nine. Yeah. Um, again, I don't know with these, but I'm going with the DC League of Super Pets. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. We're talking all about you, you can't. How, how can you say you're right? Minions you're right. Is going to be huge. How can you say Lightyear is going to be huge? But then the movie with the Rock and Keanu Reeves yeah. is Batman and Superman isn't going to be this huge. This is some galaxy brain thinking, but it, it, I, I did actually consider that movie too. I mean, so, it yeah. could pull yeah. a Secret Life of Pets, you know, which it did could. really well. Like Secret Life of Pets did really well. But yeah. I mean, and, and I mean, it's the only, is it the only DC movie? Yeah, it is. But like, so, and. And The Rock has been promoting it already. You know, he's the biggest star in the world. He's going to be out there pumping this thing up. And, you know, I think it's going to bring in, you know, it's going to bring in the kids that we're talking about. It's going to bring in some DC fans, some comic book fans. It's not a movie I'm necessarily want to see, but it's a movie I might have to see, you know, because people who read Slash Film and read IO9 and all this stuff will will, will, will be curious about it. You know, are, are there going to be cameos? Are there going to be this and that? You know, it's an animated DC movie, for better or worse, and uh, I think it's going to do pretty well. All right. Wow. Bold choice, Jermaine. I, I, I think Jermaine just put the nail <laughs> in. <laughs> you know what? Actually, my, my number nine is also DC Super, uh, League of Super Pets. Oh, wow. So, yeah. All yeah, right. I, 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 so I, I think this comes, like, late in the summer. Like, this is, you know, late July, and kids need to see something. And, you know, uh, Lego Batman did really well. And, like, I don't know. Like, it says the cuteness of pets, but the appeal of DC superheroes. So I think it's going to do at least $100 million. You hmm. guys are crazy. I put... DC League of Super Pets is my number nine as well. Wow. There we go. There we go. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, that's three people that chose DC League of Super Pets as number nine. Devinder Hardwar, you're number nine? I'm going to go with Elvis. Nice. I don't know how Elvis songs go. So I'm just singing <laughs> a song. The movie's Elvis. <laughs> you ain't nothing but a guy who chose Elvis as number nine. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. That one. That one. Yeah. Well done, Dave. <laughs> well done. Seamless. So Seamless. All right. My number nine was Bullet Train. Um, for all the reasons you guys have already said, this movie's going to kick yeah. ass. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I will say this about Elvis, by the way. Uh, there, there has not really been like where, where's the Elvis media? Where, where, where is like there it's is the carpet points? Yeah, 
There is the Spoken carpenter. like somebody who's never seen 3,000 miles to Graceland, Devendra. It's, it's true. I have not. There is a John Carpenter uh, Elvis movie starring Kurt Russell. So that's that's a thing. I've never seen that. But I feel like talking about pent-up demand, There's uh, there may be a little demand. Now, now, that, you, yeah. now that you said that, I yeah. am so much more depressed about my choices of Elvis's number eight because I'm yeah, like, yeah, it's way there's too a high. Reason, the reason there's not more Elvis, uh, you know, stuff is probably because um, there's no demand there. No, it's yeah. the rights issues. It's not. This is yeah, like the first yeah, yeah. movie. They were like, it was the, the people, yeah. the people could get it. Yeah, they've okay. been trying to make Dude. Elvis movies for a while. Number eight is where it's at. It's thirty years too late. <laughs> that movie. <laughs> I hope you're right, Jermaine. That's not yes. what my grandma says. You've been right <laughs> yeah. for literally every single yeah. choice thus far. So exactly, hundred percent on number three, especially. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Jermaine Lucier, your number ten movie. Whoa, of- wait, wait, wait. Have we done oh. all our nines? Yeah, yeah, we have. Okay, so yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and before I pick my number ten, I would like to point out for the listeners, this is as important. Uh, yeah, as the this first is the one big one. You get the exact yes. same. Yeah. You get the I same think number ten is, go- is going to make or break this. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like it usually if does. We, it usually if does. we don't all year, have it. Yeah. Yeah, the last year I won kind of because I had, or it was a big point getter, so I got uh, number 10, which uh, which was uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Avengers Endgame, which oh, was yeah. number one. Oh, yeah. That's that's what happened is, uh, right, is Once right. Upon a Time in Hollywood, I think, literally crossed yeah, into the, last the top week. 10 on Labor Day weekend, yeah. which like Crazy. killed me. Because if it hadn't, I would have won if I, if I recall correctly. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, if that's so, so, the, so, this is, so this is, it's uh, true, Jeff. If, this is what know. you were waiting for. This is, this is a big one. <laughs> it's and, true, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I I I know because I've been thinking about it for the last three years. Every night, every you haven't night. seen his notebook. It's just like yeah, yeah. It's you ain't nothing about a guy scribble. who obsesses about things for three years after they don't go your way. <laughs> All right, so Jermaine Lucier, knowing the the yeah. import of number ten, yes. What did you choose as your number ten movie of the summer twenty twenty two box office? I went with Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, which is based on a best-selling book that's been on the for on the top ten for 150 weeks running. Uh, it's a book that uh, I don't. It's a like an Oprah Reese Witherspoon, you know, like book club type book. And there's nothing in this list really that uh, you know that the the women who take up more there are more of them than us out there want to see. And this is kind of like this like down home South murder mystery. And uh, it, it services, uh, again, an audience that has not been mentioned on this list at all. And uh, I think it's going to do fairly well. I had it higher earlier. Um, I had it uh, as high as number eight at, at times. But at, right now, I'm putting Where the Crawdads Sing at number 10. I actually think this is a pretty solid choice, Jermaine. Uh, Could be interesting, and, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. It's very possible just because, yeah, you, you just never know with these popular books, right? Yeah. Um, I will say, like... The Goldfinch would be another example of like a, a book that did really well as a book. Um, and bombed, yeah. And then didn't do super well at the box office. But yeah. Uh, where but the they're releasing thing. this over the summer. You know, like they, if, yeah. this was, if this was more of a prestige picture, they probably would have held it. Or you could have put it in March and done okay. But it's coming out in like June. You know, like they, might, they, they have blockbuster aspirations here. And Sony, who's releasing it, isn't releasing a ton of movies. I think it's this and Bullet Train. And they have obviously done really well uh, with movies yes. with the pandemic. Uh, well, minus Morbius. And uh so I don't know. I I I I feel it was like supposed to be, be the summer of Morbius. It is it true. Yeah, it still it is, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in, re- in reality, it is. This is the 666th episode. Uh, uh, so we could call it the Morbius. So yeah, anyway, this is you, you're taking the curse for all of us, Jermaine. Thank you. Oh, yeah, mm. sure. um, <laughs> I, I I do know that kids love singing crawdads, so this could be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's. 
where the crawdad sing is Jermaine's number ten. Devinder Hardware, you're number ten. You know who's missing on our top tens this year? Who? The Rock. DC <laughs> League of Super Pets, baby. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's crypto. The dog. That's Superman's dog, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Also, Kevin Hart's a, in this. Kevin Hart's also a sponsorship with Crypto.com, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my god. That's uh, just no, synergy. That's just synergy. <laughs> synergy there, yeah. there is there's a lot of good cast here, and also this is a movie where you can see Keanu Reeves play Batman. So can I'm, I just say, guys, why we had it higher. Yeah. yeah, I miss the days when voice actors in animated films would be complete unknowns. I've been saying this yeah. for years, yes, man. Yes. yes. You know what I'm ruined just, it? Aladdin. Mm-hmm. It broke. It broke all animated movies. Mm. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Katzenberg's fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I blame DreamWorks personally. Um, yeah, but I mean, once once it was Robin Williams in, I mean, I love that performance. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it 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 changed everything because everybody else. It gave us Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I don't. I'm a believer. So. <laughs> Peter Serretta, you're number ten. You're a believer. That, that was that was a Shrek. It, joke. That's a Shrek reference. Oh, yeah. I see. Peter Serretta, your number 10. <laughs> my, my my number 10 is Elvis. I think it has the potential to make it into the top 10. It's a weird year, guys. I don't think that I would put this in my top 10 any other year that we've ever done this. I don't think that this could have reached this level. But I think this year it has the chance. Okay. Elvis, number 10, solid choice. Jeff Kanata, your number 10. Wow, Dave, you just stepped on my blue suede shoes. <laughs> yes, Elvis is also my number 10. <laughs> That's also a Shrek reference. But, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Any more I, uh, thoughts on Elvis, Jeff? What's that? Any more thoughts before we move on? No, or? I mean I think we've we've said it. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. I don't think it uh, it makes tons of money. I, but I also think the bottom of this list this year is not going to be crazy box office. I think I think there's going to be a lot. I think the delta between the top five and the bottom five is going to be pretty big, and. Uh, I think you'll get movies at 75 to 80 million creeping into the top 10 potentially. Folks, uh, so that's Jeff's number 10. It's Elvis. Um, this is where I bring out the Bing Guns, guys. The this Bing is... Guns. Huh? Bing Guns. <laughs> 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 this is where I choose a movie that, <laughs> that has not been mentioned in this episode. That's, well, it has been mentioned, but it's not been any of the lists thus far. Oh, when, the movie I'm waiting for. Uh, oh, no. That movie is Downton Abbey, The New Era. No. Yep. no. Downton? Okay. no. I have chosen this at my, as my number 10 of 2022, the summer. Last well, uh, one did pretty well, right? So, it was, yeah. it was, they made two. The yeah. last Downton Abbey movie made $96 million domestic. Uh, and in a normal year, we'd say, yeah, that's right around where this might be. And also, this is going to be a pretty freaking unpredictable year, guys. Mm-hmm. Just put that out there. Uh, Downton Abbey brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> I, all right. So I, I, it was obviously, I already told you what my 10 is. Downton is, I'm a huge fan of the franchise. been watching it with my wife since it started airing. Last, so this weekend, we went to the movies. I saw the Elvis trailer, which made me put it there. Mm-hmm. The Downton Abbey trailer played. And it, there wasn't many people in the theater. And the, the other couple next to us clapped and yes. we looked at them and we were like yep you are our people um i so yeah i i i think it's i think it's a good pick i think it's like you said a hundred million dollars is probably pushing it but that's probably all it has to make to, to be considered yes. a hit uh that's even that's a big hit it's it's got a huge fan base and you know it's not marvel but you know it's, it's obviously i'm gonna For some people it is things. you know yeah i mean honestly like the it, Top Gun Maverick, this, and the Marvel movies are the ones I'm most excited to watch this summer. Downton's right up there because 
yeah, it's just it's it's a franchise that's beloved with fans, and I think they're going to turn out to see it. Well, I did put it as a dark horse. Mm-hmm. So if I put if Downton Abbey hits number ten, it's game over for you guys, right? Like that's yeah. it, it is. basically yeah. it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm staking my whole reputation and livelihood. On Downton Abbey being number ten at the box office system. So, wait, do we all have different number tens? No, you and I both have Elvis. Oh, yeah. That's what I said. You stepped on my blue suede shoes. Man. Yeah, right. but it, it, so number number ten could 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 determine everything. Yeah, I mean, it did again. It did the last time when Jermaine won yeah. by like literally like a hundred thousand dollars because of. I mean, once it's, upon a time in Hollywood. Not that I've been thinking about that for the last three. It's years. also. <laughs> It's also very likely that none of us got number 10 correct. Oh, you know? that is the by far the most likely scenario. Yeah. And Bob's Burgers a, could be a huge hit. Yes. I mean, yeah. here's another yeah. thing that we haven't discussed is like we've we've been mostly, other than Jermaine picking Top Gun Maverick, we've been mostly using uh, pretty reasonable comps from years past. But what has been unacknowledged is that comps are fairly useless, like Whatever I said the, the whole movie... thing about it being a, a yeah. different world. Yes, we, we, we've yeah, been exactly. over this. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So anyway, uh, I'm looking. Just, I'm looking back over the last. Basically I'm just reiterating years. what's already been discussed. Yeah. Okay. So and, sorry. And sorry if I didn't. I'm just uh, looking at the box office from the Spanish flu, and uh, <laughs> you know, I think those comps look pretty good. Yeah. Right, so, so I'm looking. I just went through the amazing website, uh, thesummermoviewager.com. Thank you, Dennis. Um, and went through the last ten years. Out last year, Peter and I both picked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a number ten. And in the 10 years before that, only one person has ever gotten number 10 right. And it was Peter again when he hit Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in like 2011 <laughs> or some crap. It's so the hardest it, one it is, to get it's right. It's the hardest one to get. This is why it could be such a big deal. Yeah. 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 Because it, it can swing you from zero to one point to plus 13 points. And basically. after that, you go yeah. back to the first year where Alex picked Live Free or Die Hard and he hit it. But that was it. The summer of <laughs> Spider-Man 3. That's a long mm. time. Wow. Wow. You know what's Ooh, interesting? Four times ever, three movies. Yeah. You, you know what's interesting about the Dark Horses is there's literally only five or six movies yeah. that could be in our Dark That's Horses. True. Very <laughs> little this year. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about what those movies are. Jermaine Lucier, let's just go through all the Dark Horses each. So let's. Yeah. We don't need yeah. to go one by one. So what are your yeah. three Dark Horses, Jermaine? Uh, Bullet Train, you guys mentioned it. I, uh, I think it's going to be kind of – there's a lot of action uh, coming out this summer. It's kind of – that's the – where all the main stuff is, so I kind of think that might fall down a little bit because it's not well known. You think I Brad think. Pitt can't can't top the get in the top ten, Jermaine? Uh, it's very possible. It was it yeah. was that was you. The movie. You think where the crawdad sing is going to make more money than Bullet Train? <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I, I do. That is absolutely correct. Um, I, the other one is Downton for all the reasons we mentioned, and then we also mentioned jokingly a couple of times the Bob's Burgers movie. Um, that was supposed to come out like eighteen years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I I've never seen the show. I don't know much about it. I, but I do know that every year I go to Comic Con, the biggest line to get merch is the Bob's Burger booth, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think uh, I think it's going to make money. It's got Disney marketing behind it now, no longer Fox. So yeah, uh, that's my other. Um, and Disney and, and, and would never also, mistreat a, a Fox release, would they? No, oh, that's a, that's a very fair point. <laughs> but I think this is where they have to start. You know, uh, yeah. gearing up for Avatar two, baby. So let's do that. Um, mm-hmm. no, no, so and again, and the, the and I think the only other I only considered one other movie. So like, uh, which I won't mention, so somebody else will have it. But like, yeah, it's 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 tough. So uh, I mean, who knows? Those so those are my dark ones. Devinder Hardwar, your oh, so let me just reiterate: Bullet Train, mm-hmm. Downton Abbey, The New Era, and the Bob's Burgers movie. Devinder Hardwar, your dark horses. I'm also going to go with the Bob's the Burgers movie. I love the show, although it, it has gotten to be not as good. It, it, it's weird how this is the most popular 
uh, film or show from this creator. I've loved all his stuff, but uh, this is a show that has kept going and just, I think has dropped in quality, but there's still a loyal fan base. It'll go. So yeah, it'll likely do pretty well. Also very excited for the black phone, which looks like a ton of fun and Downton Abbey, of course. All right. Uh, I'm going to just mention that I also put the black phone on my uh, dark horses as well. That was the other one I considered. It's yeah. un, mm. you know, it's unlikely that another horror film is going to cross like a hundred million. You we're, know, we're just, bored, man. We're bored. And I, I, I don't I think don't you know. need a hundred million to make in the top ten this year. Yeah, though. this year, yeah. yeah, it's it's possible. Yeah, and you know, uh, I've heard great things about this movie. Uh, yeah, and it could so be really good. Yeah, it could. It could be. Could be. All right, Peter Serrata, your dark horses. I have the exact same list as Devendra. I have Bob's Burgers, Ooh. I have Downton Abbey, and I have the Black Phone. And uh, yeah, for all those same reasons. Okay. Uh, Jeff Kanata, your Dark Horses? I have Downton Abbey, the Black Phone, and Paws of Fury, the Legend of Hank. Wow. <laughs> because why not? You know? It's, sure. a, it's a big, goofy kids animated movie. You never know. You know, it's got, you know, big names in it. Michael Sarah and Ricky Gervais and Michelle Yeoh. And I think and box Jackson. office, I think Michael Sarah, baby. I'm well, like but, all about Michael these, Sarah. These are dark horses, right? I don't, I don't actually. No, you're, you know, it's, that's one of the other, like, three You're really one to speak, Jermaine. You're really hey, one to speak. I'm hey, just Tommy Cruz, Miles Teller, come on. Um, no, I, 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 Jeff, you're right. I mean, it, it could very well crack something here. It's one of, like, the three other movies that are, that are even almost possible. I think that kids movies, kids animated movies, obviously there's there's real stake on the table to use a a, a chanism, uh, <laughs> chanism. With minions and Lightyear. But never underestimate the need for parents during the summertime to take their kids to yet another movie. So I absolutely I think this is yeah. a, a solid dark horse pick. Like it could just take creep your kids in. and leave them there. Yeah, you know? maybe, maybe a couple showings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let Hank take care of it, whoever that is. I have no freaking clue. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, that is a pretty terrible name. Uh, is Hank like a well-known character in this world? I, is, I, I'm try- I have no idea. Is this, it seems like, is this a uh, Kung Fu Panda uh, it spinoff? It was, right? uh, really, according to yeah. Wikipedia, this film was formerly known as Blazing Samurai. Mm-hmm. Okay. But okay. now is, they went with the much better title, Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Yeah. I do like Paws of Fury, is the thing. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. That's pretty it, good. And that just the legend of Hank is pretty rough. I mean, it said this film is loosely inspired by the 1974 <laughs> Mel Brooks film Blazing Saddles. Wow, so, you know, yeah. all the folks that are going out to the movies to see uh Top Gun are gonna probably take their kids to see Legend of Hank. Bla- Blazing Saddles <laughs> meets Fist of Fury. Either Sounds way, good. Paramount triumphs. Yeah, uh, yeah, it has nothing to do with uh, Kung Fu Panda or anything. It's just where I'm just stupid and didn't research the bad movie. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, and my dark horses are Where the Crawdads Sing, the Black Phone, and the Bob's Burgers movie. So not too much divergence there. Uh, but Where the Crawdads Sing, yeah, could could be could be one of those uh, movies based on books that does pretty well. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. You, the only movie that I thought could be on someone's list that no one named is Firestarter. Really? Mm. Like, and like I joked earlier, it, it, it's the Peacock thing that kills it for me. Yeah. It's obviously got the name, um, but, you know. Yes, no horror film that opened on Peacock at the same time has ever done extremely well, right, Jermaine? Okay. Yeah, but I think I think Michael Myers has got a little <laughs> bit more cachet than uh, Zac Efron, and that's coming from a Zac Efron fan. So <laughs> okay, fair, fair point, fair point. Uh, we're talking about Halloween Kills, by the way, which did Gangbusters, yes. even yes. though it was also on Peacock, but yeah. And awful. 
Very well. Very well. Uh, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was pretty rough. Okay. Well, folks, let's uh, let's do this. Uh, at the beginning of this, we said, hey, we're going to guess what the number one movie at the box office is going to make. I'm going to say, screw Price is Right rules. I hate those. Let's just say whoever gets closest to it by like absolute value. Okay? Um, so does everyone have a number in mind? I need two seconds here. I'm, I'm writing. I'm just... Write it down. Yeah. Write it down yep. so you can't same, change same. it. Okay? Write it down. Everyone have it written down? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yes. Before before we get to your numbers for the tiebreaker, let's all uh, plug some stuff. Let's all plug some stuff. Um, Jermaine Lucier, if people enjoyed your box office insights, where can they find more of your work? Topgun.com, Topgun Maverick. No, no. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, David. Uh, dude, guys, it was such a blast doing this. I look forward to it every single year. And after two years off, this has been so much freaking fun. Definitely. Um, yeah. The you can find my work on io9.com, which is a subsite of gizmodo.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at my full name at Jermaine Lucier. Uh, and yeah, this has been so much so great. How about you, Peter Serretta? Yeah, echo that. That has been so much fun. Uh, it sucks that we got to do this only once every year. We got to get a like a winter movie wager. I, li- I I like that idea. I think it's not bad, yeah. especially with should, Avatar two coming. I up. I will say I own the moviewager.com. Um, I actually bought up a bunch of went on a, a domain land grab a while back, and uh, <laughs> you know, so um, it's possible. It's possible. We, sh- we should do it. Uh, anyways, um, you can find me at, sl- at SlashFilm.com. I'm editorial director over there, and I also host the SlashFilm Daily podcast three days a week over there. But I also want to send you over to Ordinary Adventures, which is the YouTube channel that I co-host and co-founded. Uh, it's travel. It's uh, theme parks. We recently went to the Star Wars I hate calling it the Star Wars Hotel because it's not a hotel. It's more of like a, a two-day experience where you're wow. Wow. inside. Jeff, you would love this. I, I want to do it. I, I wish I you could do go it there. more than I can express, Peter. I'm so jealous of you guys. Because it's it's literally you're in a Star Wars movie. Like You are experiencing a piece of art, but from the inside of it. And not just like experiencing it. You are part of it. And it, it's, it, and it just happens to be Star Wars as well. So it, it's incredible. It's also absurd, absurdly priced. So if you want yeah. to see it and not pay for it, head on over to OrdinaryAdventures.com or on YouTube. How, how much is how much is it, Peter Serretta? How much is it? it? It depends on how many guests you have and what kind of room and what the time it's of year. Me. It's but just me going myself. How much is it? It's probably around five thousand dollars for the two <laughs> two days. But one expensive lightsaber. But two weeks. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I've been saying to people is well, number one, I know about a dozen people who have gone and paid for this, and every single one of them is scheming to go back. Hmm. Like that's do, how good it is. Do you get is. the lightsaber with this one? Uh, no, you got to pay for that extra. Um, <laughs> how, how much is that? <laughs> uh, I think it's like uh, 170 or something. Jesus, but it's not. Oh, but, so, so it's, it's not bargain. the good lightsaber you're thinking of. It's just yeah, it's not the, the good lightsaber. No, what? No, no, <laughs> no, you can't buy that. It doesn't exist yet. But but the thing I, I would say is, if you're actually thinking about going to this and you don't have a uh, a family of your own, uh, you know, kids of your own, I would suggest like finding three Star Wars obsessed friends to bunk with and then it ends up being fifteen hundred dollars each which is still expensive but it's affordable compared to the, like you know the five six thousand dollars well but the, the whole other thing is can you even get reservations now it, it's booked for like the next few months but you, you you can you if you book in advance yeah 
All right. But there's, there's only 100 families on each one of those two-day uh, journeys. Right, that's why I yeah. was thinking it would be booked out for years. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, let's get to our guesses for what the number one movie is going to make. So this is on our system, okay? Like, you can't... I'm, like, everyone's written it down. I'm going to just assume you're not going to change it after <laughs> you have... After someone else has spoken their guess, okay? Yep. Honor system, okay. don't be a dick. Sure. Okay? <laughs> um, and just to... One dollar! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so, so the objective of this exercise, right, is like if we get a tie, this is the tie break. This will only be employed in the event that two people have the same score that is the top score. Yeah, but okay? also feels like this could have some bragging rights, too. <laughs> Yeah, you know? but it doesn't negate points. Yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't impact it. Yeah, the weight so, itself. But okay, uh, yeah, you know. All right, here here it is. Okay, so I, I'm gonna go first as a, as a show of good faith. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The number one movie of the summer box office 2022 is gonna make 501 million dollars. <laughs> exactly that. one million dollars. Just zero zero zero, and then okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go backwards. Jeff Kanata. What is the number one movie going to make? $478 million. Okay. Peter Serretta? I had 540. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dervinger Hardware? 650. Wow. Bold. Optimistic. But I like it. Jermaine Lucier? I mean, I, I, I did nine digits randomly, but I'll just do the first three then. Uh, 578. Okay. All right. Hey, guys, can you do me a favor and let's repeat those over again so I can put them into the show notes? <laughs> uh, 578 for Jermaine. Um, Devendra is 650, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, what was yours again? 540. 540. Uh, Jeff Kanata. Mine was, was yours? exactly 100 million less than, than Jermaine's. That was 478 million. 478 million. Wow. Um, and then I put $501 million. Okay. Man, too bad oh, we're guys. not doing the. Uh... Price is right rules because I'm in the I'm in the low spot. I, I, I could be <laughs> you'd be the guy who didn't yeah. go over. We all know Price is right rules are nonsense. So, um, and this anyway. game is not at all. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is way more important than Price is Right. Okay. Uh, all right. So, final notes: uh, thesummermoviewager.com. Thesummermoviewager.com. That is where you will be able to play along. Uh, and I do want to remind you, like, if you choose something that uh, gets moved out of the summertime window and therefore makes no money this summer, uh, you will get zero points. Please, um, Thor, but- please, Thor, please, Thor. Oh, sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, Thor has been moved before, so it's not yes, impossible. It not impossible. Uh, and a, a huge thanks again to Dennis uh, for uh, making that website uh, possible and, and so exhaustive and so fun to use. Uh, I also want to give a big shout out to our patrons, as always, at patreon.com slash film podcast. Yeah. This week on the Patreon, we'll be discussing what we've been watching as well as Severance Season 1 spoiler review. So a lot of fun there. Uh, and final credits for this episode. The uh, spoiler bumper uh, that we usually use is brought to you courtesy of Kyle Korth, filmmaker and YouTuber. And our theme song is brought to you courtesy of Tim McCune from The Midnight. Check out his new project, Varsity Blue. This episode was edited by Baby Zhang. Next week on the podcast, two big movies coming out. Uh, The Northman and uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, We are going to be reviewing both of them, but we're going to be reviewing them in sequence. So next week, it's going to be The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And then we'll do Northman another week. Uh, But that is what is in store for you next week on the Filmcast. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our guests for joining us today. We will see you next week. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.